Welcome to the Miracle Mindset Podcast. This is your host, Emily Ann Brandt, also known as Essentially M. In the world of Essentially M, we dig deep and we do the real inner work so we can rise up together. And it's all about transforming the lives of ambitious women just like you who are looking to manifest radiant health, epic wealth, and radical self-love through my own journey of feeling like a victim to circumstance of being born into physical adversities and going from shy and hiding to totally thriving, aligned, and unstoppable, I've become so inspired to help you do the same. I'm an author, a speaker, and a mindset coach, and it is my absolute honor to be here with you today. So if you are ready for spiritual growth, personal development, and finally seeing your desires manifest into your reality, then you are in the right place. Let's do this. All right, you guys, you are in for such a treat with this week's episode, with today's episode. It is so good. Catherine Zinkina of Manifestation Babe came on and just gave so much wisdom, so much gold here. And I'll tell you a little bit more about her in just a second if you're not already familiar with her. But before we dive in, I want to make sure that you are signed up for my free five-day challenge. It's called Five Days to Freedom if you're not already yet and you are a coach or an online entrepreneur desiring 5k months in your business so you can ditch your nine to five. I was able to leave my nine to five after just eight months of starting my coaching business and it all starts with mindset. I'm telling you guys, it all comes down to mindset. Um, So in this free challenge, I'm giving you the five mindset shifts that you need to make to unlock those 5k months and beyond and to leave your day job. So you can register at essentiallyemm.com slash five days to freedom. It's F-I-V-E days to freedom.com. I'll put the link in the episode notes as well. So just tap on this episode and swipe up or down to see it and make sure you go there to save your spot. It's going to be so much fun. It's November 16th to 20th. So if you're listening to this, Anytime before the 20th, you can still come and join us. So hope to see you inside there. So Catherine Zinkina of Manifestation Babe, if you're not already familiar with her, um, she is absolutely incredible. I was going to look for her formal bio. There's just so many achievements and things to cover um, if you're not familiar with her. But she has a multi-million dollar business. It's called Manifestation Babe. It started as just an Instagram page where she would share about law of attraction and manifestation, everything she was learning herself. And she'll tell you more about her story inside of this episode as well. But she started like that, originally was in an MLM company and started teaching this law of attraction stuff. And now she has this multi-million dollar empire. She has a top Apple podcast. She has an Amazon bestseller. She just had a $1.8 million launch. She's been featured in Forbes. Um, This is, see, these are things I just know about her without even looking up her formal bio, but I'm sure you'll find even more accomplishments and amazing things uh, if you do. But she'll tell you where to connect with her at the end of the episode. And um Yeah, without me rambling on too much, let's just dive right in. You guys are going to absolutely love this. All right. Hi, Catherine Zinkina is in the house. Welcome, Catherine. Thank you so much for joining us on the Miracle Mindset podcast. 
Thank you so much for having me. I'm ready to uh, make some miracles happen. <laughs> yes. I'm so, so, so excited you're here. I know our listeners are going to be so excited and I know they are in for such a treat. So Aww. as I think I told you, most of my listeners already know and love you and they are like so pumped for this episode to come out. Um, but for the like three people who don't know you, could you just tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and then I'll leave it to you for how much of your story you want to go into, keeping in mind sure. many of us know it and love it, but yeah. So sure. Oh my goodness. Uh, okay. Let's see where this goes. So <laughs> obviously my name is Catherine Zinkina and I am the founder of the brand Manifestation Babe, which is all about empowering women and men too, because I got plenty of awesome guys following me too, um, to manifest their best lives and to really optimize every single area of their life so that they can one day look back at their life when they're a certain age or at a certain uh, time in their life, they can look back and be like, wow, I actually did it. Like I took the risks. I did it. I manifested the life of my dreams and here I am. And hopefully one day give back to um, their people. And so that's what really lights me up. That's what I do. I've been into manifesting since I was 16 years old. When I came across this secret for the very first time, I actually came across it uh, in book form. Many people come across it as a movie. I did not know the movie existed because I was a bookworm at the time. I was in high school. I was such a nerd. I was such a loner. And I was really coming out of this hard time of like having a hard time at home where there was so much pressure uh, from my parents to do really well in school, to get good grades so that I can go to medical school and become a doctor because that's supposedly my life path. My chosen life path from my family was to become mm -hmm. a successful surgeon. And my mom would always, because she knows that I like psychics, she'd always tell me like, hey, I talked to a psychic today and the psychic said that you're going to be a very successful surgeon. I'm like, great mom. Thanks. So it was like a lot of that <laughs> manipulation. And I say mm -hmm. manipulation because, you know, my mom really did want the best for me. It was really my mom who was pushing me. She finally admits that that was her dream life. And she actually, um, on our trip a couple of weeks ago in the Maldives, um, I was able to take my mom on her dream trip. Well, it's actually my, one of my dream trips that I convinced my mom is going to be her dream trip. Cause she's never been around certain parts of the world. And I was like, mom, you have to go to these places. So she <laughs> hugged me and she said, I'm so happy you didn't become a doctor. Like, thank you for not listening to me, Aww. which was awesome. But anyway, I had a lot of this pressure pressure at home. And when I would go to school, I never fit in with other kids. I always felt like an outsider, always felt like a loner. Um, just yeah, just a hard time in my life. And when I came across a secret, it was so bizarre because now I understand that we come across the things that we are ready for and certain things that we come across certain teachings or certain teachers or certain philosophies. It's because we have studied them in the past life. We have totally been down this road before. And it's about our journey of coming back and remembering this knowledge that we've always had this knowledge that we gain from other lifetimes and this knowledge that we gain when we're crossing between lifetimes where we are then uh incarnated back into human form and through this human form we uh our, our goal is to remember again and so this is my mm -hmm. period of remembering where all of a sudden i'm like oh my god 
No wonder I'm getting bullied at school. I have such a negative mindset. <laughs> I don't have any self-worth whatsoever. I don't see myself as valuable. I only see myself as valuable as my grades. And for some reason, I am bored out of my mind at school. The best damn grade I can get is a freaking C. Um, and I had a really, really hard time. It wasn't until later when I really put pressure on myself to get better grades because I then convinced myself that my goal was to become a doctor. Yeah. So anyway, when I came across the secret, I was like, this is amazing. I need to try it. <laughs> and I already believed it before I even tried it, but I was like, let me try it because I'm very experiential. And, uh, there's this class I was taking at the time. And as I said, you know, there's so much pressure around good grades that morning I took a test that test did not go in my favor. I don't know about you, Emily, but have you ever like taken a test and just completely blanked on a subject that you thought mm -hmm. you knew really well? And for some reason, there's like all this pressure and under pressure, you're like, I don't understand what, yeah. what is this asking me? So I knew that I got like a C or D, like there's no freaking way. I, I remember filling out every single answer because I'm smarter than that, than leaving it blank. So, yeah. because then that's a guaranteed zero on those questions. So I just like, fucking bullshit in my way through it. And I was like, that is so wrong. And that night after reading the secret, I was like, okay, so what are the steps? Okay. You got to ask for it. All right. Universe. I want a 95% of my tests. I'm going to visualize an A. Cool. So I got to believe it. All right. I'm going to believe it. Yes. I'm going to believe it. And then I'm going to receive it. Okay. But it talks about visualizing. Okay. So let me visualize. And so for me, how I knew that this manifestation would be absolutely real is by, because I wouldn't know until like Monday, right? Cause it was a Friday and it was a Friday night. And, uh, I, I went to a, like a smaller school where the teacher it was like small enough class where the teacher would get so excited about her A students that she would literally call the parents on the phone to be, to tell them <laughs> to make the parents proud and be like, your daughter got an A today. <laughs> cool. So I was like, you know what? I know she's weird like that. She's going to call my mom. So I envisioned my mom's phone ringing. And then I envisioned my mom coming downstairs, walking down my hallway, because we lived in this house where there was two bedrooms upstairs and two bedrooms downstairs. And when we moved in, I was like, I was a teenager at the time. I was like, I am taking the whole downstairs floor so that I can finally have the separation from my parents and not feel like my parents are constantly watching me. And so, you know, in order for my mom to come to my room, I had to hear her go down the stairs, go through the hallway, open my door. And I saw her literally, I heard her being like, congrats, you got a, an A. And I was like, you know what? I don't care if it's 90%, 91%, 92%, anywhere between 90 and hundred, that's what I want. And that's literally what happened. I'm not even kidding. Not wow. even five minutes after I decided on this, this happened. And that I was freaking sold. I was wow. sold. And I would like to tell you that I figured out my whole life and have been practicing manifesting in my life continuously since I was 16, <laughs> but that's a freaking lie. Um, <laughs> because I was a teenager and I had to go through certain challenges and I had to forget certain things and I had to really get to my, um, rock bottom moment, which I do recognize that my rock bottom moment can be other people's like, you know, I understand that I come with privilege. And so my rock bottom moment of living on my grandma's couch and being super mm -hmm. lost in life is completely different rock bottom than like someone being homeless and addicted to drugs. So I definitely, you know, recognize that. But for me, my rock bottom moment I had to hit in order for me to come back into this world of being like, yeah. you know, making this decision of like, okay, I've seen the proof 
proof before for some reason I stopped believing in it. For some reason I stopped practicing it. When I started manifestation, babe, it was never supposed to be a business. It was supposed to be a way for me to document my journey of how I practice manifestation and how I apply manifestation. And so I was actually running a completely different business at the time. It was a fitness business. You guys can stalk it because it's so hilarious to like (laughs) a lot of people, they just don't believe me. And they're, I'm like, guys, go look (laughs) at my old Instagram at Catherine Z fitness and just know that it was there before it exists. And so that's what I thought was my purpose at the time. And of course I should have known that I started to teach these principles through fitness, of course, naturally, because I was like, guys, there's this Mm -hmm. thing called the law of attraction. There's this thing called the universal laws. There's this thing called manifestation. And then I hit my rock bottom moment, which is breaking up with my ex-boyfriend at the time, moving down to LA with no money, literally like a hundred dollars in my bank account, maybe even less, uh, living on my grandma's couch. And then realizing that I don't want to be a part of this business and feeling very lost and having to get a nine to five job and going from entrepreneurship to a nine to five job is like ego crushing for a lot of people. It was ego crushing for me to admit that I failed or that I am confused or that I don't know what I'm doing and I'm going to figure it out. And so when I hit this rock bottom moment, I was on my grandma's couch and I said to myself, you know what? Like, what do I have to lose? I felt so grateful to only be 22, 23 years old at the time to where I knew that, listen, I'd rather figure it out and look stupid at 23 then look, then f- try to figure it out again at 43. And there's nothing wrong. Like, this is just my journey, my story. There's nothing wrong with figuring it out. 43, 53, 63. Hell, I have clients who are like yeah. in their late 50s who are restarting their life and are so pumped about their new life. And it's amazing for Mm -hmm. me. That's just the mindset that I was coming from. Like, okay, let me just look stupid for a year. I'm going to go all (laughs) in at a hundred percent and truly believe in this law of attraction thing that my thoughts create my reality. And that if I just shift my beliefs and heal things inside of me and become the version of myself, that's already successful. And listen, if it doesn't happen in a year, I gave myself like a year timeline, then you know what? What's the worst case scenario? My grandma's couch. Well, I'm already there. I'm already living the worst case scenario. Like what, what's the worst thing that can happen? So I realized, okay, I'm already living my worst case scenario. And if I, and I, I called it like my one year experiment or one year game, I interchange it now, but I treated it like a game. I treated it like an experiment. And I said to myself, listen, in a year period, if uh, I win, if I win the game and my life turns around and I'm off my grandma's couch in my own apartment, uh, you know, like I wasn't even like thinking of manifestation maybe the business at a time, even though I had put out my first course, but it was like, it was like something to give people to do something to give just a way for me to express myself and share information. And I was like, Mm. you know what, Um, in a year, like I just keep playing the game. And so I literally scripted out my dream life. I was like, I want to travel the world. I want to be in a new country every single month. I want to run my own business. I want to uh, be location independent. I want to be madly in love with this man that I was dating at the time. I want to be married. I want this. I want that, 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 that. And I literally listed it out and I was like, okay, for the next year of my life, I'm going to approach everything in my life as if it's already 100% real. Energetically, physically, Mm -hmm. emotionally, mentally, this is me, this is my life. Yes, my current reality does not show that, but I'm just going to go for it and I'm just going to act as if. Like, 
it's not necessarily fake it till you make it because I don't like the the phrase fake it till you make it. No one's faking mm-hmm. it till they make it. People are acting as if until it's a hundred percent real. And so that's what I did. Yes. And every single day I would meditate, I would visualize, I would tell myself affirmations, the way that I talked. And this is really, really key because a lot of people do this work to themselves. And then when they have conversations with their friends, all of a sudden they forget the work and they're like, oh yeah, I'm broke. I'm struggling, blah, 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 blah. And what I realized is like, no, when my friends ask me how I'm doing, I'm like, everything is great. I am making progress. I'm taking 10 steps forward every single day. Things are looking up. I can't wait to share with you, you know, what happens in my business in a, in a couple months or whatever. So I was just very intentional about intentional with every single thing that I was doing. And as I was doing these things, I was sharing them on Instagram and sharing them and sharing them and sharing them until people were noticing, first of all, my life was shifting and I was starting to experience success and breakthroughs on a personal level and a financial level. And then people were asking me, Hey, Catherine, how did you do that? Well, here's a post on that. Here's a course on that. I started getting hired for one-on-one coaching. So that started evolving. Then I started creating academies and bigger courses and long story short to kind of bring this together. That's how my story <laughs> like with manifestation babe started. And that's where I am today. So yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I love it so much. And I've heard your story before, but I was still like, Oh, on the edge of my seat. I just love hearing it because you're such a good example of what true faith looks like. Like you had literally mm-hmm. zero physical proof that everything was unfolding in your present reality. And that's what real yeah. faith is, is like not seeing yeah. any proof of it in today and still 100%. And you did that for a year. And now how many yeah. years later you have yeah. a what multi-million dollar empire. So yeah, <laughs> I can would I say just, you're winning can the I game. Share something? I yeah. just, you said the word faith and that just like triggers something. Cause you know how I just said, it's not fake it till you make it. Yes. New phrase. It's faith it till you make it. Ooh, right. Yeah. And something that came up, you know, a lot of people are like, well, I feel so disconnected because this is my current reality. And that's the reality that I want. And I feel like I'm lying to myself. And I had mm. a uh, interesting drive one day after I was like teaching to this mastermind around, um, I think it was like a mastermind of mostly men. So it was kind of like my first time talking to the masculine mm. energy about manifesting and being like, okay, they're probably going to think I'm weird and too woo for them. So how do I apply some of the science in there, whatever, all the stuff that men like <laughs> and how their <laughs> brains work, yes. just knowing how my husband is wired. And, uh, I was like on fire. I think I did a great job. People were loving it, whatever. And I had to take an Uber to meet my husband and I was in the car or maybe this is actually a different, no, this is a different day. The, the one that I'm particularly talking about is I was on my way to the airport at like four in the morning with Brennan and then Brennan and him started a whole conversation about what we do and what we believe in our philosophy and what our business is. And he said something along the lines of, well, I don't like that because that's just feels like you're lying to yourself, Mm -hmm. um, that things are great when they actually aren't. And I immediately, I don't know what came over me, but I just said, yeah, actually it is. You are lying to yourself, just like you are already lying to yourself about how things are so horrible and things are not working out. It's all made up it's all a lie anyway, right? Who knows what the actual truth is? You might as well lie about the things that you want than the things that you don't want and convince Mm. yourself of the things that you want rather than convince yourself of the things that you don't want. So I just wanted to add that in there because you saying that really triggered that for me. Yeah. And it's like, 
also, how's that working for you to just focus on what's not going well? Like, how's that working out for you? Exactly. I'd rather, you know, even if it is a lie, I'd rather tell myself these positive things and have fun visualizing them than sit down thinking about how bad everything is. And yeah, usually it's, it's not as bad as we think anyway. So love that. Yeah. It's all neutral. (laughs) Yeah. And that's so cool. Your story actually has a lot of similarities to mine. I also found the secret in high school. I was also like a nerd and a dork and I would go home and watch Oprah with my mom instead of like going to the cool kids house to hang out in the basement and have parties or whatever. I'd go watch Oprah with my mom and my mom gave me the secret, the book. Um, And so I was introduced to that too. And then just like you, I kind of like I was like, wow, this is so amazing. This is so cool. I even did a presentation on it in one of my high school classes. And then for whatever reason, I think high school environments are really tricky. Like I just, everything I learned kind of went out the window. And I actually even had a near-death experience when I was 14. And I just had a reading lately or recently, um, like a, a psychic type of reading. And they said, I was like, was that really a near-death experience when I was 14? Because it kind of felt like a dream and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they were like, so yeah, your soul was contemplating leaving. And the reason was because you are here to like bring bring forth a new earth and bring in the feminine energy and um, bring in all this light, but your soul felt like it was hopeless at that time. So you were contemplating like giving up. (laughs) I was like- whoa okay that so is giving me goosebumps I have actually have a similar experience not that like not the similar experience in the sense of like having clarity but I think that you just transferred a message to me because before I discovered this personal development stuff I also had a near-death experience when I was 14 which is crazy Seriously, I always forget to share this story. I don't know what it relates to, so I never like really share this story, but yeah. it's it's crazy. Um, there was a, a car accident that I got into when I was sneaking. I snuck out of the house. My poor grandma. I snuck out of the house. <laughs> I went to hang out with my friends. We went to this club. We were on our way to this club that we kept going to because they, for some reason, kept letting us in, even though most of us were like 15 years old. We looked way older at the time. And so we're like, okay, this club is the cool clubs. The bouncers like us, we're going to get in. And we would legit just like drink. Like no one would ask. I mean, it was insane. I was a crazy kid. I've seen the point. picture of you at age 14. So I, I know you did not look 14. <laughs> <laughs> no. And, uh, and we, the guy who was driving, one of my friends, he missed, uh, an exit. And, and as he was missing an, missing an exit, he went, Oh shit. And he like swerved to go like take the exit anyway. And this is on the one-on-one freeway. If you guys are familiar with Los Angeles, the mark is still there. And this car, he didn't see that there's a car in his blind spot. And so the car tapped the back bumper and we spun out of control and then like legit hit a wall going hundred miles per hour. And as we're flying into the wall, it was like all going slow motion. All I could think about, I just, everything was in tunnel vision and going super duper slow. And all I could think about was my poor grandma waking up in the morning to a dead granddaughter. 
And I was like, oh my God, that's horrible. And we hit the wall and I legit, Emily, thought I was dead for the first 10 seconds. I actually was waiting for like angels to come. I was like waiting for the things that they talk about in movies, you know, like the the lights come and then there's a tunnel of light and whatever and God's talk, whatever. And, uh, and I was like waiting and I remember looking around and being like, wow, the afterlife looks a lot like this life. And that was the first conscious thought that I had. And then I was like, wait a second, I'm alive. And I realized that everyone else in the car was silent. There was a full car. I was in the back middle seat. And you know, the back middle seat is the one where that gets thrown out the window, usually if you're not wearing a seatbelt. So somehow I was okay. No bruises, no internal damage, nothing, not a freaking scratch. And I realized that all my friends were silent. They're completely silent. And I was like, oh my God, I'm the only survivor. That was my next thought. I was like, they're all dead. I'm the only survivor. And it was like, it was just, it was all again in slow motion. All of a sudden I hear five, no, hold on, four heartbeats. And all of a sudden I just knew that they were all alive, that we were all alive together. And literally the five of us got out with not a single scratch, not a single bruise, nothing. And for the longest time, I could never explain like why I had that experience, what that experience means. But that's very interesting that you brought that up because I feel like it's very similar for me too. Whoa. Yeah. I've never heard that story before. That's crazy. And I just got chills when you said that. Wow. You should definitely like ask your shaman about it or something. I should. I don't know why I never thought of that. Oh my goodness. I was just like, I kind of knew in my heart that it was a near-death experience, but my mom was like, oh, you should ask for confirmation if that's what it was. And if grandma sent you back, because there was this whole thing when I saw my grandmother, my dead grandmother, and she yelled at me and like made me go back. And so, yeah. Wait, can you just share a quick story of what happened? Yeah, (laughs) sure. So it was my, um, I had a scoliosis surgery when I was 14 and it was a yeah. 10 hour long back surgery where they literally cut open my whole, like down my entire spine and my whole upper um, like side of my torso to go in and correct my extremely curved back and put in titanium rods and then sew me back up. So it's a major surgery. And I didn't know this when I was 14, but I guess it's like a really high risk, like 50, 50 chance of survival type of surgery. No, no way. Thank God you didn't know that. <laughs> Thank I, God. I sleep for years <laughs> leading up to that. Yeah, I didn't know. And I also didn't know that um, the doctors told my parents, like my parents didn't even want me to have it. They were like, can she just keep wearing a brace and correcting it? But it was massively curved. Like I had this huge lump in my back and the doctors told my parents, no, no, if we don't operate, her spine is going to crush her lungs. And so they didn't tell me that either. (laughs) So I was just like this 14 year old that I was like, yay, I'm going to like be put out. And then when I wake up, my back's going to be straight and I can wear tight clothes and I can, you know, my not going to have this big lump in my back. But anyway, it was this very risky surgery and I lost a lot of blood. And then one night in the hospital, I was in the hospital for like three weeks, one night in recovery. And I was on, mind you, like lots of morphine, lots of all the the drugs. So high, (laughs) so nauseous, so everything. Um, in so much pain too. And then one night I had this dream or what I thought was a dream where I saw my grandma who passed away when I was seven. And at this time I'm 14, but I, I see her and I'm, I used to see her in my dreams all the time since she passed. So I was like excited to go be with her. She was, we were really close. So I'm running towards her, but I'm running towards her as my seven-year-old self, which is the age I was when she passed. 
and it's which is so weird and I have like pigtails in my hair and I'm like running towards her and I'm it just felt like coming home like I can't describe it it felt super wow. warm super like Goosebumps. real <laughs> yeah it just felt so real and so exciting and like inviting and she when I got there got up to her she was like, Emily, what are you doing here? You cannot be here. I do not want you here. You cannot come with me. You have to get back, get back, go. I don't want you here. You have to go back to your mom. And I was like, what? Like, I was just heartbroken because I always hung out with her in my dreams. And I was so excited to be with her again. I missed her so much. And here she was like screaming at me saying, go away. I don't want you here. You can't be here. So I was started crying so hard that it woke me up. And I woke up and like soaking my hospital gown in my tears and then like shaking and telling my mom like mom mom I just had this terrible dream about grandma she yelled at me she said I couldn't be there and my mom was like oh don't worry okay it's probably just a bad dream like go back to sleep or whatever and then she walked out of the room and started crying and told my dad like holy shit I think Emily just died and my mom sent her back like grandma sent her back oh my goodness I I didn't remember this whole thing maybe because of the drugs, maybe because it's so traumatic. I don't know. Yeah. I really yeah. remember it until I was 20. My sister brought it up. She's like, you want to hear something crazy that mom just told me? And she told me and it all came <laughs> flooding back. And I was like, oh my God, I remember now. Um, That's so insane. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you came Thank back. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you're here too. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, so many, so many similarities in in our stories. I was also in an MLM business where I started just wanting, the only reason I wanted a team was so I could teach them about manifesting and law of attraction and like personal (laughs) development. And I would host these Zoom meetings where that's all we would talk about. Um, So that's so funny that you did that too. Yes. Um, But I'm also curious about the history of manifestation, babe. So obviously right? Like as of now, you're famous for your two signature programs, Manifestation Babe Academy, Rich Babe Academy. And then you also have some other things. And I'm a student of Manifestation Babe Academy, Business by Design with James Wedmore that you do. Um, But I'm curious if it was always those signature programs that you started with, or if you had other other programs and courses before, like take us through the history of that. Yes, absolutely. So I don't know if I have the whole timeline correct in my head, but um, the very first course that I ever came out with was $33 course. It was a 90 minute masterclass. And it was something I downloaded when I was still doing Beachbody um, in my parents' house, in my bedroom Mm -hmm. at my parents' house. And I just like got this, like this voice just told me to build a PowerPoint. And I... (laughs) I was like, are you freaking kidding me? I just graduated from college. Like the PowerPoint is the last thing I'm going to build. It was like, nope, you're going to dump all your knowledge into this PowerPoint. And I kid you not, Emily, I dumped a 90 minute masterclass in literally 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes. It came so fast out of me. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, okay, how do I record this? And I don't even think I had a microphone. I think that I just used my laptop microphone, the one that's built in, which I'm sure the sound is horrible. And I, uh, yeah, I just put it up and I was like, yo, on Facebook, um, you know, and of course (laughs) I put it on a separate website and I figured out how to put the website up. 
And I was like, Hey guys, um, if you've ever wanted to know how I have done this, this, and this, and I've manifested some cool things. Like I manifested a lot of travel in college. People thought I was really rich, which I wasn't, but I just saved mm-hmm. every single penny that I could from my movie theater job. And I, uh, manifested really cheap airplane tickets and really cheap hotels. So the two together, my little pennies and the pricing that I would find that was like better than what travel agents could find with their discounts, which was bizarre. They were always like, where are you finding this? And I'll send them screenshots. And they're like, the agent jump on that deal. Yeah. They were, they were mind blown with my skills. And I was like, listen, So anyway, and I was manifesting things in my beach body business and whatever. So it was like, you know, I was getting okay. the customers and growing a team and people were really impressed. So I was like, okay, this is how I do it. And so I, I put it out and my friend, uh, one of my friends at the time, I actually haven't spoken to her since, um, since I started manifestation. And I think it's because we really veered off of our beliefs, meaning that I am more in the belief of like, God, angels, universe, source, whatever is all like one. It's all the same. Mm -hmm. It's whatever you choose to believe in. And she's very much like, no, the Bible, Jesus, God, the path. Mm -hmm. And so I think we just stopped relating to one another, but she was my first course purchase. And that was actually when Manifestation Bay was officially born. I, uh, I'm into human design now. And I just recently learned some of the dynamics between me as an entity and Manifestation Babe as its own human design. And we're different types and like, it's really cool. Like I'm still, I'm still in the, we just started level two, which is about business and human design. So I like, I don't have enough knowledge, but um, I was used as an example for the other students of like, this is how, (laughs) you know, Catherine's in Kina manifestation, maybe this is how they interact and blah, blah, blah. So I used the time of when that course was purchased, the very first purchase, the very first payment I received in Manifestation Wave as like the day that my business was born. And then that was like really slow. Like I'm telling you, I probably sold one to two of those a month for like six months. It's Mm. very, very slow. And then I decided to create a bigger program, just like inspired to create like a like a, a happiness program. Like how do you be happy in life? And how do you incorporate manifestation with happiness? And that I launched three times and I had a total of one student purchase in all three launches. I had two launches where nobody purchased and one launch where one person purchased. So that was like the end of 2016. And we talked Mm. about the uh, experiment that I did, right? I started the experiment in like May of 2016. And so by then it's been like six months and nothing is happening, right? A lot of people get very screwed up about this because they don't realize that like, listen, so much happens in the last minute. So much happens in the 11th hour. You never know when you're going to hit that tipping point. And most people give up because they have them some weird time frame in their minds around when it's supposed to happen. Like, let's say I want, I want X amount of dollars by X date. And so you're halfway until the date and you're like, well, I got $0, which means it doesn't work. How do you know that on the last day, of your set intention that some magic, some miracle is not going to happen. And you're going to receive all that money, if not more, how do you know? We just don't know. We don't have enough faith. Right. And I think that's the Mm -hmm. biggest problem between, um, the biggest difference between those people who have used manifestation and truly believe in manifestation and the people who say manifestation is bullshit. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that the difference is that these people never gave up and these people gave up. 
I think that's the only yes. difference is that they, the, the people who don't believe in it, the people who say it's bullshit, the people who write articles saying like, it's, it's magical thinking, blah, 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 just gave up too early to be honest. Yeah. And yeah. the people who believe in it because they live it, they stuck with it even when it didn't look like it's happening. So three failed that's launches. So and then finally I launched another program that was in alignment with me at the time. And if I look back, it's because I was using my human design because I was getting a lot of questions and I'm a generator. So our job is to respond. And I was responding to this uh, question that people were asking me like, Catherine, how do you create your courses? I see that you're creating courses. I see Uh that. And a lot of my beach body people were asking me. So I was like, you know what? Let me create a course teaching how I create courses because I literally figured it out, piecing it together one by one. So let me just share the steps with you. And that was like my first $10,000 launch. And that was just incredible. I was so excited. I felt like a rock star. I felt like a baller. I felt like (laughs) I was so rich. And so I launched that and then obviously delivered on that. And then I don't really remember. I feel like, I feel like I, I really, oh yeah. I hiked up the price of my original 90 minute masterclass because at this point, I started getting one-on-one clients. So I had a lot of my income coming from one-on-one clients as Mm -hmm. well as this 90 minute masterclass, which I hiked up to like $97 instead of 33 because I had more demand for it. And then I was working on this uh, digital course course. And then um, as I started like rapidly growing my abundance and my finances, people are asking me again, like, Catherine, can you teach us on money manifestation specifically? I'm like, sure. Uh, I took 10 students in for my very first Rich Babe Academy. So that was like, what was it called? No, it was called the Rich Babe Group Coaching Program. That's what it was called. It was supposed to be group coaching, 10 people versus one. I took them through a six week process and then I basically built up on that until a lot of people start asking me about like more general, like how can I expand on my 90 minute masterclass for manifestation? Can I go deeper in that? So then I started Manifestation Wave Academy and then I interchanged between MBA and RBA. And then you said that you're in business by design with James. So that's Mm -hmm. not my program, but it's a program I affiliate for. So that one I get really excited about because I feel like when you put together business and manifestation, you're unstoppable. You can impact so many people's lives. Not only does your life get massively impacted in the best way when you are both a business owner in charge of your own income, in charge of your own finances, in charge of the product that you put out in the world, how you impact people's lives, you know, conscious, conscious entrepreneurship, conscious capitalism. When you are in charge of that, you can do so much good with what you have. Apply that to manifestation and all of a sudden the two come together to make even more of an impact. And so um, I partnered with James, well not partner, but I became his affiliate because I just love that program. And I include some bonuses on like, all right, so how do we do some of the mindset stuff? And then now- They're (laughs) so good. I love the bonuses. Thank you. And then now I'm combining MBA and RBA into one program. So that's going to be the one that I'm going to be focusing on from this point forward. Wow. Such evolution. This is so cool. Thank you for sharing that like behind the scenes. Yeah. And a lot of people always ask me, Catherine, like, did you have a business plan? Did you know? (laughs) No. Yeah. (laughs) And that's the thing that I want to share with anybody who's listening is like, no, 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 no. You start with the thing and you just work on the thing until it stops lighting you up. 
and stops becoming your thing. And then as you get inspired for more ideas, start the new thing. And then you can have two things or you can take, get rid of a thing and keep the new thing. And then it's just like a thing layered on top of a thing until you gain more and more clarity around what your niche is, who you want to serve, what product makes you the happiest, how you want to show up in your business. Like that stuff takes time. Yeah. It takes time. It's not coming from a business plan. It's not coming from like day one of my business. I'm going to know exactly what the next 10 years look like. No, yeah. no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. And like nothing, even if you do plan out every single quarter of the year, what you're going to launch, what it's going to look like. I think 2020 has shown us all that nothing is predictable and we always have to like go with the flow and trust Absolutely. our intuition. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Love that. So you said Rich Babe, your first round of it, which was Rich Babe group coaching had 10 people in it. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah. <laughs> and then just recently you had a $1.8 million launch for it. Yes. That is yeah. crazy. And that's only a few years apart. Just so yes. awesome. Um, yeah. Okay. I want to dive into that. But before I have a question, I've been dying like dying to ask you. I always type it into your Q&A boxes and it never gets answered. So I'm so excited to Oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm just like, oh, I finally get to ask. Okay. So my question is, um, before we talk about your $1.8 million launch, have you found a way yet to avoid the up-level flu or the up-level symptoms and sabotage, like actually avoid it, not just like manage it once it happens? I've totally seen your question before. And I think the reason why I don't answer is because so many, I get way more questions out of even talking about that where people are like, what, what is What's that? Level and then I, yeah. I feel like I need to go into a whole explanation thing. So this really comes okay. from, um, a book that I read, uh, maybe 2016, maybe 2017 called the great leap by Gay Hendricks, yes. Yes. really phenomenal book. It's all about self-sabotage and what happens when we don't believe that we are hundred percent worthy or something is possible. And so when we make it possible, if we don't believe that it's possible, well, but we just made it happen, we will sabotage it. Or when we are growing faster than we think we're capable of growing, we tend to sabotage that. Or if we feel like we're not worthy of success. So when we finally have that thing that represents success, we're like, Oh my God, but I'm not worthy. So I can't have this. So there's this constant mismatch between the conscious mind and the subconscious belief. Right? right. And so when you're conscious, what you consciously want and what you consciously believe, they're not aligned together. Uh, that's where self-sabotage comes in. And one of the ways that we self-sabotage is we get sick. Um, and also just a spiritual explanation for this that I've mm -hmm. heard from some of my earlier spiritual mentors is that when your soul is, is evolving much faster, when you're taking really fast quantum leaps, um, like when I went from making $9,000 in a year in 2016 to $600,000 the next year, like that's a huge quantum leap. Crazy. Like, holy yeah. frick. Oh my goodness. That's a quantum so, leap. <laughs> that's a quantum leap. And so our body, our physical expression of this soul, the spirit sometimes doesn't necessarily keep up. And so it needs to reboot and reset. And so sometimes we'll get sick um, in order to give ourselves a break. 
because it's like mm. your body is almost, and you can look at it through a filter of, of sabotage. You can also yeah. look at it as, through a filter of like, this is necessary in order for it to happen. So it used to happen to me a lot. Um, however, I did notice when you kept asking that question, you know, I would always, I read most of everything I get. And so I, it, it leads me to thinking about That's it. Funny. And then I'll either create a podcast or answer it later, or, you know, things come together. And now I'm here answering this yeah, question. Here it is. I did notice that it stopped and I haven't had in the last two years. And I think that what shifted for me was this decision that I made that it didn't have to happen, that I could keep Mm -hmm. up with the growth, that I deserve the growth, that this growth is normal. And I call this process and it's, it's not like a exact step-by-step process that I can describe to you guys, but I call it normalization. And this is something that I do around all the things like whenever I, whenever I get this thought of like, but what if you can't afford it? But what if you run out of money? But what if you lose it? But what, you know, like those thoughts that come in. So if I let's, when I had my one point eight five million million launch, you know, the, the first thing that my ego asks is like, what if they all have, want a refund? And then you lose all that. You know what I mean? Like you have this stupid <laughs> thoughts yeah. that come in or like when I finally moved into my dream apartment, it's like, but what if you run out of money and then you yeah. can't pay for it and then they evict you? So it's like always that your ego is always going to come in. And it's, I think I want to express this um, to you guys is that this is normal. This is okay. This happens because you're a human being. It doesn't yeah. mean that you have an insane mind that's just feeding you bullshit. Like, yeah, your ego is going to... F- feed you bullshit, but it's doing that just to protect you. It's like getting you to prepare for the just in case, even though you have to recognize that you get to choose your outcome. You get to choose your reality. And so what I do in this process of normalization, when I feel myself starting to sabotage things that I've accomplished or have in my life, I'll just say, you know what? This is my new normal. Yeah, I'm the type of person that this is now a normal thing for. So this penthouse that I live in, normal thing. I'm the type of person who just lives in penthouses or this $1.85 million launch. Like I'm just the type of person who now has these kind of launches. This is normal. And it's, it's not like a step one, step two, step three. It's really a decision that you have to make. And it's something that I continuously repeat to myself. And the faster I normalize something, the faster I can catch it because it's all about awareness. Mm. The faster that I catch it, the faster that I can remind myself that this is normal. This is my new normal. The faster I overcome that and I stop, and my mind just goes quiet and I stop sabotaging it. So I noticed that when I started doing this process, I stopped getting sick and I stopped getting the up level flu. So if you are someone who's struggling with that, I would just encourage you to be like, you know what? No, I'm the type of person who just receives these quantum leaps and feels amazing through the entire process. My body stays healthy. My body can keep up. My physical expression can keep up with my soul, with my spirit. This is my new normal. Love that. So it really comes back to identity, which is where everything too. Yeah. It's everything. Yes. That's so, okay. That's so helpful. Cool. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, yeah, because I'm in your MBA program and in there, I remember you talking about like, yeah, every time I up level, I get sick. And I was thinking this was, you know, that was recorded years ago. So I bet you she doesn't yeah. anymore. And that's so cool. Yeah, you don't love yeah, it. And this is why I'm ready to create my new program so I can update all the things now. <laughs> Ooh, Yeah, I'm so excited to see what's coming next for you. Um, 
And I know you have your epically aligned coming out soon too for the new year. So that'll be super exciting. Yeah. I love that. It's a fun little thing that I do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So a couple more questions for you. I want to be mindful of the time, but I do want to talk quick um, about your $1.85 million launch. Um, And feel free to share as much or as little here, but like, what did that take? What kind of energy, um, or like emotional stuff or spiritual stuff did that take to manifest? Cause I know yeah. that's been a goal of yours for a long time. You've been saying, I want to have a million dollar launch. And so, yeah, I felt the excitement when you hit that 1.8. So cool. Thank you. So yeah, like you said, <laughs> I've been setting this intention for a really long time, like two years. And I realized through this process of setting such a big goal and it wasn't like, uh, it wasn't anything like, it wasn't like I was going from 10 K launch to a million dollar launch. Okay. If you're right. doing that, right. yes, that's possible, but make sure you actually believe that's possible. Yeah. I was going from like a 600 K launch consistently. I was stuck at a plateau, like launch after launch, after launch, after launch. I think I had like four or five launches and I only do three per year. So I just want you guys to understand that this is over. That's why it's over a period of a few years. Um, it was like 600 K 600 K 600 K. And I would notice that the 600 K would pour in faster, but I would never go over it. It's like, Mm. it's like zero to 550 K would be like rapid. And then it would just be very slow accumulation to 600 K. And I'm like, what is happening? (laughs) And I realized that I, yeah, I realized that I made the million dollar launch mean something about me. And the moment you make something external mean something about you, you're going to attach to it. So the moment that you make a certain amount of money mean that you are a worthy person or a certain relationship mean that you are lovable or a certain anything that comes from the external, the moment you make it mean something about you and who you are as a soul, having a human experience, you're going to attach to it. And anytime you attach to something, you become obsessed with it. And when you become obsessed with it, you're coming from this desperate, needy energy. And we all know that desperate, needy energy does not create space for attraction. It doesn't create space for magnetism. You are basically telling the universe, I don't have this. I don't have this. So I want this because I don't have this. And so what you're actually attracting is more of not having it because you're just going to get what you put out there. And so within you, there's a vibration that keeps saying, I lack this. I lack this. I lack this. Even if you're telling yourself a different story, like, oh no, I'm manifesting right now. No, underlying that, underlying all those intentions, you keep saying, I lack this. I lack this. I lack this. And so of course you're going to keep lacking. And so about three launches ago, I realized this and I just decided that I no longer fucking care. I don't care what the number is. I don't care how many people get in my launch. I don't care when this million dollar launch is going to happen. I know it's mm-hmm. going to happen. So the intention is always there, but I just stopped making it mean anything about me. I was like, if nobody signs up, I'm still a phenomenal entrepreneur. If 10 people sign up, yes. still a phenomenal entrepreneur. If it's 600 K again, cool. Still a phenomenal yes. entrepreneur. If it's 10 million, awesome. Still a phenomenal entrepreneur. No matter what I get, I'm a phenomenal entrepreneur. And so I was just like very patient with the process. It was very patient. And in terms of like what specifically I did, I think it's just embodying the 
power of neutrality. And that's something I'm still yeah. toying around with and playing around with because we always hear like, you got to be high vibe, low vibe, high vibe, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, there's actually a lot of power in being neutral, neutral. and being neither high vibe, low vibe, just right in the middle. And I'm still trying to figure out how does this play in energetically. But I noticed that when you are in neutral, you are detached. And when you're detached, things just flow. And so practicing that and being the version of myself within each launch, knowing that, you know, asking myself, okay, the version of me who has a million dollar launch, you know, how is she showing up in this launch? And so I would literally just every single day show up and have fun and play and chill. Like a lot of people don't chill during their launches. Launches mm -hmm. are when I'm actually working the least. I'm chilling the most. I'm going to the spa. I'm getting facials. Cool. I'm like doing things to my hair. I'm getting my feet rubbed. I'm like almost bored during my launches because I have so much free time because I'm just chilling. And I'm like the version of me who already secured this million dollar launch is chilling right now. And of yes. course, if you, I'm not saying that like, hey, just launch without a sales page and launch without a team. And no, obviously there's work to be done here. There's physical, tangible action, but by the time I open my cart, all the work is done. I've done the promoting. I've done the emails. Yes. Everything is set up, right? So my job is to chill. So I'm like, okay, the version of me is chilling. The version of me is hanging out with friends. The version of me is already excited. The version of me is also neutral, knowing that no matter what the result is, it doesn't make me a different person. I'm just Catherine Zinkina, regardless of how much money I have. And so yeah. practicing that enough times, all of a sudden, and I will say that I did start a working with shamans who can help like kind of align things that I can't see and point out things that I can't see. They're like, they're like coaches, but they're coaches from the spirit world. So they're literally like, Hey, you might have an entity attachment here. Let's just pluck that off. You might have yeah. this. Oh, I see something in your field. So it's just like a different type of coaching. So I started working with shamans, just making sure that like I'm doing, I'm doing the physical, I'm doing the mental, I'm doing the emotional, but maybe there's some help on the spiritual. Mm -hmm. So that was really helpful for me. And then when this launch started, this last launch started, I was just like, so neutral. I was like, I was like golden. I was good. I was just hanging kind of bored because I had so much free time, but I was just like chilling and having fun and just answering people's questions. And I knew that my team and I have been prepared for a long time. Everything is great, whatever. And then the first day, the first 24 hours of this launch, we hit $750,000. Wow. That's already 150K past my biggest within the first 24 yeah. hours. And this is a five day open, open cart, closed cart. So immediately by the, at dinner time that Monday, I was like, no, it wasn't even 24 it's hours. Done. It was like, it was like, it was like, uh, we opened cart 6 a.m. Monday. This is 7 p.m. So 13 hours, 750 K we're just like <sighs> me and my husband are like, this is already a success. Even if it yeah. stops right now, like this is freaking awesome. And then it just kept growing and growing. We surpassed a million dollars the next day. And I was like, shit, we just had a million dollar launch. And I just kept going and kept going and kept going. And I say 1.85 because of the way that we calculated it. But if I actually counted all the people, because we, we like, we have this weird calculation between, you know, how much realistically are we going to collect? Um, mm -hmm. So we subtract, you know, some stuff that is involved with payment plans. And we just like, I forgot what the calculation is. My team is the one that does all these metrics and stuff, yes. not me, but the amount of people that signed up, it was, it was over 2 million for sure. So the potential of it was 2 million, which Whoa. was like double, double what I was manifesting yeah. for so long. Yeah. 
Wow. It's like let go and it can happen even better than you thought it, it would have yeah. or could have. Yeah. Detachment <sighs> I love and that. neutrality. It's a very powerful energy. It's not talked yeah. about very often. A lot of people focus on like, I gotta be happy, happy, happy all the time. And it, it can, that can turn into toxic positivity, which is why I start talking more about like, let your emotions go, girl. Like if you want to cry, cry. If you want to be yes. miserable, just be miserable for a day. It's okay. It's not going to ruin anything for you. It's all about holding your ground and knowing that you are worthy and anything is possible for you, whether you're feeling sad or happy, excited yes. or whatever. It's the underlying vibration that is underlying all those emotions that truly matters. Yeah. That's one of my custom affirmations too, is in, in your programs, you have us make custom affirmations. And one of mine is like, I get to manifest no matter what vibe I'm in. I'm a human and I'm allowed to have different emotions and still manifest. Even when I'm low vibe, even when I'm upset, even when I'm whatever, anxious, I still get to manifest. It's just a decision. That's so powerful. Yes. So powerful. So powerful. Wow. And thank you for sharing those tips. Oh my gosh. So, so much gold here in what you just shared about that launch. It's so, so good. And everyone listening, like I am feeling the excitement for you as if it were my own success, because that's another thing you teach. And we could go on and on about that, but like law of oneness and we're all sisters and brothers. And I'm literally heading into my own launch and hearing you speak about all that. I'm just like, I'm feeling it as if it's my own and I'm getting so excited over here. So yes, much for sharing that and sharing your energy. Of course. (sighs) So good. Okay. I have a final question for you. And this is from actually one of my mastermind sisters. Um, I don't know if you know, but I am in a mastermind with some girls who took MBA and we Ah. met each other through like the MBA alumni group. Um, and some other Facebook group that our leader posted in. It's like the Boston entrepreneurs or something. But most of us, there's nine of us, most of us took MBA. And so they're so stoked. They're so excited to, I'm actually hopping on a call with them after this. And they wanted me to ask, and my sister also wanted me to ask, um, how do you balance like caring about the, let's say negative situations around you or the state of the world or something really terrible happening to someone you love and it's literally out of your control. How do yeah. you balance like caring about that, but also protect your, your own energy, but also not like spiritually bypassing it? Yeah. So that's such a great question. And I know that like when you take care of yourself is only when you can help other people. So when you take care of yourself financially, that's when you can support organizations and support people who are struggling, support people experiencing homelessness, uh, you know, support family members who are going through a hard time of lost their jobs. Only when you're taken care of first financially, emotionally, mentally, you know, on all these different levels that then you can extend yourself. Right. And a lot of people have this guilt complex that comes out of this conditioning that it's about all the external world before it's about the internal, it's about everyone else before me. And this is not a selfish, uh, mindset at all to understand that when you first take care of yourself, when you take care of your own thoughts, your own vibration, your own emotions, then you can show up as a compassionate, empathic version of yourself for other people. Because if you're just, if you're just taking on their vibration without being mindful of your vibration, what are you giving to them? 
you're just giving them more of what they're already experiencing, right? Yeah. So if they're experiencing grief, be there for them and let them know that I'm here to talk. I'm here to hold space. But I think that coming from a place of holding space is more powerful than just like going down that rabbit hole with them. Unless you genuinely like, let's say that you share this grief and you feel yeah. grief too, then feel grief, right? right? And have someone else hold space for the two of you. Um, when it comes to like horrible things happening in the world, it's knowing that you know, I, I think about this all the time, like through the, the lens of spirituality, through the lens of manifestation, how do we justify, you know, the horrible things that happen? How can we explain them? And I think that I'm still uh, thinking about that. And I think that that's always evolving. Like, how can I answer that question? So it's never like a perfect answer that comes out of my mouth because I'm still pondering about it. And I'm talking to my shamans about it and asking about it and questioning it and thinking about it and seeing what other people say and whatever, whatever. But I do know that here's the underlying principle that I come from. When you have more, you can give more. Mm -hmm. So when you have an overflowing cup, you can give more. And so through my business, like I have such a heart and I know we all do anybody listening to this podcast, anyone listening to you, anyone listening to me, they're people that are attracted to us because we have big hearts and they also have big hearts. So I know everyone who's listening, their heart is in the right place. Yes, and I just like through my business, I've been able to give back to so many organizations. Um, I've been able to support like family members who can't afford Christmas, you know, single moms who can't afford Christmas. I've been able to support uh, people experiencing homelessness here in Hollywood. And just like, I just know that that's not going to solve all the world's problems, right? Manifestation is not going to solve all the world's problems. Mindset's not going to serve solve all the world's problems. Spirituality is not going to solve all the world's problems. But it's like, how can we piece together these things as much as we can? to make the biggest impact that we can possibly make, knowing that everybody's always doing the best they can with the resources that they have. And that's our job. And as long as you are showing up in the best way that you can possibly can and helping others in the best way that you possibly can, coming from a place of boundaries, coming from a place of taking care of yourself first, making sure that you're in the right headspace, like that's, that's all we can do. Right. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, such a good answer. I'm already so excited to go back and listen to all of this because there's just, yeah, so much gold here. I love that. Um, do you have anything else? I'll let you kind of tune in if you have any final thing you want to say to our listeners. And then if you can tell everyone where they can work with you, connect with you, all the things manifestation, babe. Yeah. Um, the last thing that's coming through is just like one of the things that we piece together forever, which is the faith it till you make it right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you hear, you hear, you know, I, I want to bring back like the two groups of people that I tend to find in this world, in this world of manifestation, which is the people who gave up too soon and are yeah. poo-pooing on this and the people who, even when it was hard and when it didn't look like it was happening and they had the faith and they finally made it happen and they live it you know, to really, um, think about which group that you want to be a part of. And for any of you who has been trying to apply these principles and it's not necessarily working and they can't figure out why to just never, ever, ever give up, just try something else. Just try anything. Just keep listening to stories of people. And this is something that kept me going personally was, um, when I started my journey, like long ago, this is before manifestation, babe, whenever I needed encouragement, I would just listen to stories 
from other people that made things happen using manifestation. So I would go on the secrets website and they had like a blog. (laughs) I think it was like a blog section or whatever, where people could, uh, it was like a forum where people could share their stories and they would feature their stories. And that's what kept me having the faith, knowing that, Hey, if it's possible for all these people, it has to be possible for me too, because just like anything, the law of oneness, we are all one. And so if something's possible for me, something's possible for you too. If something's possible for you, as long as I want it, it's possible for me too. And just be really mindful of that. Hold the faith and know that the universe loves to come through in the 11th hour. I know it's annoying. I don't know why I've yet to figure that one out, but it's like when you're about to give up (laughs) five minutes before you give up is usually when that magic happens. The key is to just not give up because if you give up, there's no magic. Um, you guys can all hang out with me and find me on Instagram at, at manifestation, babe. I am also manifestationbabe.com, new website coming in about a couple of weeks. We're finally redesigning the website, so it should be a lot more beautiful. And we really worked on the blog section this time and transcribed a lot of podcast episodes into the blog, which is going to be awesome. Oh, cool. um, I also have a podcast, Manifestation Babe podcast. Anywhere you type in Manifestation Babe, I'll probably come up and that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Love it. Yeah. Everybody go find Catherine in all the places. Um, thank you so, so much for your time, your energy, your heart, everything you are. Love you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you. I love you too. And I can't wait to hang out soon. Yay. Didn't I tell you guys this episode was going to be so good. It's one that you'll probably want to save and come back to you over and over because there's so much gold in it. I know I'm going to be listening back over and over for all of Catherine's amazing nuggets of wisdom so if you enjoyed this episode you appreciated everything that Catherine shared and that we talked about please take a screenshot and share it on your instagram and tag both Catherine and i at manifestation babe and at essentially emm so we can reshare and we can thank you for listening so thank you guys so much again for tuning in and i will see you next week